it. It's Christmas, everybody. Are you ready? This is our last podcast before the Christmas uh, holiday of Christmas. So uh, today is going to be a super fun show, a lot of Christmassy stuff. Um, There will be some stuff that's not Christmassy thrown in there just to keep the conversation moving, you know. But, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about maybe some outdated technology, which is very Christmassy, right? Um, We're going to be going to the Celebrity Racetrack, the Harlan Highway Celebrity Racetrack. Um, And then we're going to be sprinkling in some Christmas carols for you, a couple from my childhood that I grew up on that some of you may recognize and love. And uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, news and news stories and how they deliver the news and how irritating it can be. And then, as promised on the last podcast, I promised you yours truly would sing you a Christmas carol. I know it's against my better judgment. I'm going to give it a shot. It's from me to you. It's Christmas. It's time to give. And I'm giving it right here, the Harlan Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. <laughs> Man, keep it going. Love the show. You're hilarious. My blanket, my blue blanket. Give me my blue blanket. Fasten your seatbelt. You're riding down the Harland Highway. It's the Harland Highway. Have you checked the children? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, boys and girls. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, boys and girls. God, it's an exciting time of year, isn't it? Was that George Michael whispering Merry Christmas to me? Oh, God. Okay, Michael. Merry Christmas. Ooh, stop it. Uh, Stop it, please. Producers, whoever's doing that. God. Anyways, folks, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating. I'm a uh, Catholic boy, so obviously I'm talking about Christmas here. That's what I grew up on. That's what I know. Don't feel left out if I'm excluding uh, Happy Kwanzaa or Happy Hanukkah or Happy... I don't even know all the different uh, celebrations, okay? But whatever it is... Joy, happiness, love, peace to you and you and you and urine. Doesn't it always sound like they're saying urine when they say that? Blessed joy and peace to you and urine. I think they're saying urine, but it always sounds like urine to me. And I'm like, why are they blessing my urine? I mean, what if I have kidney stones? What if I have a, a bladder infection? Are you still going to bless my urine? Oh, yes. Blessed peace, holy holidays, and to, to you and your end. Um, but sincerely, yes, have a have a great holiday, and uh, we've got all kinds of fun Christmas themed, holiday themed things uh, going on in here today. We have special guests coming in, and this is a biggie. I guess we should kick this off right now. I'm excited about this. Uh, I guess we have a celebrity coming in to, to read to us. Twas the night before Christmas, 
And let me just uh, let me just look at our our guest sheet here. I'm very excited. Maybe it's Tom Selleck or uh, George Clooney. Wouldn't that be fun if Clooney sang uh, uh, "Red Was the Night Before Christmas"? Okay, let's see. Uh, Han- Hannibal Lecter. You're kidding, right? Come on, Hannibal Lecter's. Okay, okay. I didn't book him. He is, I guess he is a well-known celebrity, yes. Okay, here we go. Without further ado, I didn't book this guy. It was the night before Christmas as read by the jolly Christmas guy himself, Hannibal Lecter. Take it away, Hannibal. It was the night before Christmas, Clarice, when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. <laughs> The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of kidneys and spleens danced in their heads, Clarius. (sighs) And mother in his shawl and I in my human skin suit had just settled in for a long winter's nap, Clarice. <laughs> when out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open my flesh and threw up my ass. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to the objects below Clarice. Do you dream of the reindeer at night, Clarice? Can you hear Rudolph and Blitzen and Dancer and Vixen screaming, Clarice? Okay, enough. God, stop it. I want to eat your eyes like sugar plum candies, Clarice. Get them out of here. I want to wrap my presents in your skin, Clarice. Out! I can smell your Christmas plum cake pussy, Clarice. Get them out! Roger, what the hell was that? That was downright creepy. That wasn't Christmassy. And knock it off with the George Michael whispering Merry Christmas. That's even creepier. Sorry. Roger! God, come on. All right, let's get out of here. You know what? We're going to step away. Let's go out. Uh, we got a, a great, great, crisp, clear blue day. Let's go out to the Harland Highway Celebrity Racetrack. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Harland Highway Celebrity Racetrack. I'm Charles Parsley announcing the race today. And what a race we have lined up for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We have rock superstar Bono in gate one, newscaster Katie Couric in gate three, 
comedian commentator Bill Maher in gate four and Lady Gaga, rock star phenomenon in gate five. Everyone's in position. And then there they go. The gate is open and the celebrities are off. The celebrities are charging down the track. Bono's in the lead. Bono's in the lead. Followed close behind by Katie Couric, who's giving it all. Bill Maher. Bill Maher running down the track. Even though he's not very athletic, he seems to be making a go of it. And Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. Actually, something's happening with Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga is actually starting to morph. We never know what she's going to do, what she's going to look like. It's looked like she's actually starting to morph into an actual horse. Lady Gaga growing fur and getting down on all fours, galloping down the track. But let's get back to Bono. Bono's running down the track at full charge. He might have an advantage because of the sunglasses blocking the mud flying in the air. But wait, Bono spots some African-Americans in the crowd. Bono has run up to the stands. He's asking the African-Americans if they need AIDS pills. He seems to think that anyone who's African-American needs assistance with AIDS, thinks that they're underdeveloped, and the African-Americans are waving him off. They say they live in Boston and they're doing well, but Bono won't let them go. And now Katie Couric is having an accident. Katie Couric is having an accident down in the middle of the track. She must have eaten something greasy before the race. She's actually squatting down in the middle of the track. She's lifted her skirt up over her knees. Katie Couric doing diarrhea. Katie Couric spraying diarrhea in the middle of the track. And Bill Maher, Bill Maher stopping to talk to people in the crowd. He actually stopped to talk to one of the referees at the sidelines. He's telling the referee that he knows everything. He knows everything better than anyone else. And the referee's getting ready to disqualify him. But Bill Maher's giving him a thousand reasons why he can't because he knows more than anyone else. Lady Gaga's transformed into a full-blown horse. Who knows what she's ever going to look like. There she goes, charging down the track. She's run through Katie Couric's diarrhea. And Bono's having the crap beat out of him by the African-Americans. He won't let it go. And there goes Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga crosses the finish line as a full-blown horse. Her whole body metamorphosized. Her muscles rippling. Her horse fur glistening in the sunlight. A fantastic race. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Charles Parsley. We'll see you next time at the Holland Highway Celebrity Races. God, what the hell was that deal with uh, with Bono and the uh, the AIDS thing? You know, I guess he does all that that work in Africa where he uh, he's uh, he's created all these charities and this movement where he uh, he gets AIDS pills to. Uh, the millions of people suffering from AIDS, but I guess during this race, he's just he's just got the the fever. He's like and anyone he sees that's black, he assumes that they're uh, under the siege of AIDS, and it sounded like he was uh, trying to help them, and they were mystified. Well, God bless his charitable work, and uh, maybe sometimes you can get too deep into your work. Who knows? Let it go. Um, and speaking, of, did you Katie Couric? Okay, I don't have any love for the news people, but uh, wow, she ate some White Castle or something. But speaking of news, you know what? I got to get into this because this pisses me off, okay? I don't want to be grumpy on Christmas, but, but have you noticed when you watch the news that they really don't think out the order of the importance of stories? Okay, for example... Tonight, earlier tonight, 
I was watching the NBC World News with Brian Williams, okay? So you'd think they'd probably put, like, the most amazing, astounding, important stories up front. But they don't, okay? Guess what, guess what story they put at the end of the news? It was a story about NASA had discovered, like, some new form of life, okay? Some new form of life, some new kind of genetic code that dispelled everything we knew about the genetic code, about DNA. They found a DNA that was able to exist on uh, iodine or, no, arsenic instead of a protein or something like that, right? Which, uh, you know, to the layman's like, what the... But what it really means is that now scientists realize that maybe life... Uh, and DNA is not all made up of the same thing. Up until now, we thought it was all the same blueprint. But then here comes this uh, this amazing find, and they, they go, wait a minute, maybe we should change the places we're looking, change the w- places we're going to. It looks like we were, uh, we were in the dark about some of uh, the ways that life can live and function and survive. Okay, so that's a pretty astounding story. Like, to to put it in perspective, NASA held a world news conference, okay? They had press from all over planet Earth. They all came to, to NASA to hear this amazing announcement, okay? But guess where NBC News put the story? They buried it. It was the last story. You know what preceded it? No word of a lie. They did a story about those stupid rings you put about around pe- fat people's intestines, okay? They did a 10-minute piece on that. Then before that, they did a 10-minute piece on uh, snowstorms in Buffalo. Traffic was blocked for 10 miles. People slept in their cars for eight hours. Are you kidding me, man? Like, fat people and people stranded in traffic are more important than we've just discovered a new form of life, pretty much? Good Lord. What the hell is wrong with us? I don't give a crap about a fatty getting a ring put a ring around your intestine. How about this? Lay off the donuts, chubby. How's, how's that? Maybe that'll save the taxpayers, uh... Millions of dollars in surgery. How about put down the chicken wing and the donut and the pizza slice? Maybe jump on the treadmill for free. How about that, Thunderella? Anyways, I shouldn't take it out on fat people, but I'm pissed at the news organizations because they, uh, you know, they do this stuff. I mean, haven't we uh, moved along? technologically and and as a society to the point where we 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 get what's important right am i right technology tech what am i talking about i still own a vhs machine hey this is harlan williams coming to you on the harland highway and am i coming through nice and clear hmm? static free digital dxs fiber optics digi 75 
I don't even know what I'm what I just said, but you you know what I mean. Everything's so high tech nowadays. Which leads me to the question, how many of you losers, yeah, and I put myself in that group, by the way, how many of you losers still have your VHS machines, and worse yet, your VHS tapes? Oh, man. Remember those nerdy guys back all through the 90s that was just, like, stockpiling VHSs, taping everything that came on TV? Buying them? What were they? Twenty bucks a pop back then? Maybe thirty bucks a pop? Those big clunky black VHS tapes that rattle around and make noise, and sometimes if the VHS machine is hungry, it eats them up. And they're a little bit grainy, and they hiss a little bit. And you know what I'm talking about? How many are holding on to those? Huh? Where's where's my diehards at? can't get rid of the old VHS. Oh, man, I bet you feel like a schmuck for, what do you got, bookshelves full of VHSs? Clean them out. Nobody even on eBay wants that crap. Send them to the North Pole, let them build igloos out of little bricks, VHS igloos. Go out and buy everything you had on VHS on uh, DVD, so in about five years, when they come out with the new format, you can get screwed all over again. It's a technological sex life that goes forever. You just keep getting screwed. Oh, do it again. Oh, yeah, give me another one. Oh, thank you, sir. May I have another? Harlan Williams. Go rewind yourself, you VHS freaks. All right, enough of my ranting about the news and uh, my dislike. This is a festive time of year. We should be upbeat. We should be happy. Shouldn't be griping about silly little things. Um, So let's get back to the Christmas stuff. As you folks know, I'm a Canadian boy. You know, I live in the U.S. I'm an American citizen now, but I still have my Canadian citizenship. And you always kind of uh, remember the things you grew up on when you were a little kid, right? And I grew up in Canada, and, uh, you know, a couple of our national heroes were the McKenzie brothers. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but they were these two kind of hoser-type local yokels that kind of reflected kind of the uh, the hickish side of Canadian culture. Like if in the States you go, you know, you picture some kind of guy, Living down in the south or Tennessee, you know, like a hick. Well, the Canadian version of that was called a hoser. And, you know, they kind of have their own language and they're kind of simple and they're all about cigarettes and back bacon and beer. And so here we go. I'm going to play the McKenzie Brothers version of the 12 Days of Christmas. Hope you like it. Uh, Christmas part of the album and you can play this at your Christmas parties uh, or to yourself on Christmas Eve if there's nothing else to do. Good day, eh? Yeah. In case you thought like I wasn't on this part. Oh, I guarantee you, you'd be on. Okay, now this is our Christmas song in case you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas. There's lots of ideas in here, so listen and don't get stuck. Okay. By the way, that's me on the organ. Okay. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me the 
beer. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtlenecks and a beer. On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer. Okay, that should be more there, right? Where? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. See, oh, yeah. More. On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five golden toques. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the sixth, two gold. Christmas, my true love gave to me six packs of two for five golden toasts. Four pounds of back bacon, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. Okay, on the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven packs of smoke and yeah. Six packs of two gold. Five golden toots. Four pounds of back bacon. Three French toast. Two turtlenecks. And a beer in a tree. This should just be the two days of Christmas. It's too hard for us. Um, go hold Oh, eight days of Drula gave to me. Eight comic books. Seven packs of smoke. Six packs of two for five. Okay, day uh, 12. Good day, and welcome to day 12. Yeah. Golden toots, four pounds of bag, three French toast, two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. What did you to do that? Uh, albums? So, like, that's our song. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, and good day. Good day. Oh, the memories, the sweet memories. That was uh, Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas, um, two of the uh, guys from the old show Second City. You might remember uh, Rick Moranis. He was in all the Ghostbuster movies and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And uh, Dave Thomas, uh, you know, you've seen him around in uh, sitcoms. You've seen him, uh, you know, little movie parts here and there. But one of the main prominent uh, stars of uh, the Second City television show. So there you go. I uh, hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. That's kind of like a Canadian tradition. <laughs> and um, a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Um, now, speaking of Christmas carols, do you folks sing them? Do you, are, you the, are you those people that wander around the neighborhood and uh, sing Christmas songs? Roger! God, cut it out! Oh, God. Well, you know what? Christmas carols, I think you sing them. They may seem a little cheesy. They may seem a little like, no, I'm not doing that. But you know what? They actually feel good. They're always kind of catchy. You know, they always kind of feel nice. There's an innocence about them. There's kind of a purity about them. And can you say that about anything in society these days? Roger! Good Lord, man! Well, I promised you guys the last uh, podcast that, uh, you know, I was going to sing you out 
sing you out just before Christmas, our final podcast before Christmas. I, yours truly, Harlan Williams, love it or hate it, I'm sorry, but I'm a festive Christmas guy. You know what? I'm not sorry. I'm happy I'm a festive Christmas guy. I love it. It feels good. It warms the heart. And so at great um, humility to myself, I decided I should at least give you guys a Christmas carol, put my neck on the line with my cheesy-ass singing. For those of you that can't handle it, turn it off right now. <laughs> but it is a special rendition of this Christmas carol, okay? It's it's to you. It's to the Harlan Highway podcast listeners. Um, let's do it. Let's go to it. From me to you, Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey, look, gang, it's snowing outside. And you know what that means. <laughs> I go I don't know embarrassing I I don't know but I thought you know what I'm just gonna do it for the hipsters listening out there it may follow to me my, to my grave who knows I don't care I mean it's Christmas shame on you for not singing Carol shame on you at least the Lord Savior Lamb of God is looking down on me going, at least that boy is singing my praises. So there. Um, 
That's it. I got to go uh, wrap presents. I got to go put stuff under the tree. I got to go uh, throw some tinsel on my grandmother who's rocking comatose in her rocking chair. I got to go out and make some snow angels in the snow. I got to get a big cup of hot chocolate with some marshmallows swirling around in it. I got to hang the holly and the mistletoe. Oh, I'm getting into it. So uh, I hope you have a great one, folks. I hope you get everything you uh, hope for. And uh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And also a big red and green bowl of chicken chow mein, baby. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. As a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain. Spiders, you've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sots. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous supernauce. You're a crooked, jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce.